welcome to The Lifted Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Denham, and this is a place for us to talk about what we're doing every day to raise our vibration and understand ourselves more deeply as energetic beings and co-creators. If you're new here, I'm Helen. I'm a confidence and business mentor for women, and my whole purpose is to help you clear out any mental or spiritual blocks that are keeping you from leading the most happy, fulfilling, successful life that you could possibly lead. This podcast is about diving into the root core issues that keep us from living in that highest vibration, learning how to alchemize that, and above all, holding space for our humanity as we explore the depths of what it means to be human. my friends. I'm so grateful that you're here. I hope you're having a beautiful day or evening wherever you are. And first, before we even get into this episode, I just want to express my gratitude for your presence. I've been thinking a lot and reflecting a lot about the growth that I have gone through over the last couple of months and realizing that nothing that I have done has been done alone at all. Um, Of course, there's a level of willpower and self-reliance that is integrated with up-leveling and becoming your highest self, of course. But when I really look back on the last few months, I attribute it so much to community, to the empowerment that I feel from connecting with women and being in the rooms that I want to be in. It propels me to be a better person. And I feel like when I hop on the mic like this, I'm often not just channeling my own experience, but our collective experience as women in community together and just reflecting on how we're all growing together. So we are all a part of each other. And that's been something that's really been sinking in so deeply is that this journey is not one that we are on alone and community is everywhere. Even if it's not vocalized, we are all iterations of one another. And I'm just feeling that very deeply. Um, I'm just coming back from a wonderful trip to Europe with my sister. It's my first, you know, night back and I've been unpacking. I just had a bath and I had some dinner and I was like, I really feel so called. Like I just had like a visceral need to get on the mic and talk about magnetism with you all today. So that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about how to be more magnetic and exude more confidence and how confidence and magnetism are completely integrated and they are side by side. So let's break it down in a few different bullet points, if you will. So number one is asking for what you want. I think asking for what I want has gotten me to where I am like point blank, asking for what you want, whether it's pricing your services, how you want to price it, whether it's asking to be included in a room that you wouldn't typically be invited into and just like placing yourself into the invitation. Um, You know, just, it's really about communication. It's just opening up your throat chakra and saying, this is what I desire um, and asking for it. And knowing that when you show up and you ask for what you want, whatever you receive back will be perfect for your evolution. So even honestly, if you get rejected from your desire, asking for what you want, there's a lesson in there and there's more growth to happen in there. And there's no mistake in the rejection even. But oftentimes when you ask for what you want, and in my experience, when I've asked for what I want, from a place of love, groundedness, authenticity, and of equal value to the other person in the exchange, I usually get what I want. (laughs) And here's a very simple example of that. So 
over the last week, I was staying in a lot of different Airbnbs and the checkout time would often be at like 10 a.m. But I would want to do a lot of other exploring during the day before shifting to the next one. But I wouldn't want to drag my suitcase around, you know, so I would simply ask the Airbnb host. I would say, would it be okay with you? Thank you. First of all, thank you so much for such a beautiful experience for a wonderful stay. I hope you're having a great day. Would it be okay with you if I checked out at like noon, just a couple hours later. And I would love to leave you like a five-star review for your hospitality. And I hope you're having a great day. You know, acknowledging the other person in the scenario as a human being who has their own life and who's also, you know, going through their own experience and offering them equal value and an equal exchange to what I desire. So Knowing that I'm going to bring value, like leaving a five-star review for an Airbnb host helps me to feel empowered and in integrity and in an energy of magnetism instead of taking away from somebody or any energy of like entitlement or taking, you know what I mean? So first of all, when it comes to asking for what you want, think about what value you're bringing to the table and how you can offer value to the other person in the relationship, because everything is relationships, right? Whether they're micro relationships or macro relationships, every person that we come in contact with, every exchange that we're making has to do with another human being, another person. So this is where we get into the energetics and the emotional energetics of an exchange and just recognizing that this is a person to person exchange and how can I bring more love to the situation so that we both benefit so that this is always a win-win. And that Airbnb uh, experience and example is just a microcosm of the macrocosm because when I'm looking back on my entire life, like every job that I've ever had, every opportunity that I've ever had, I have like placed myself directly in the way of it in many, many circumstances. And this is where like honestly getting lucky has almost nothing to do with it. I think luck is when preparation meets opportunity and the willingness to grasp what's in front of you. So even when I look back, like, you know, 10 years ago when I was working at a startup company doing event planning, I very much networked to get in that room. You know, I asked like, who do I need to talk to, to get this position as this event planner? What do I need to do? What kind of person do they want in this role? And then what's the competitive salary for this kind of position? And I kind of formed myself into this person that would be of value, um, in the exchange. So that when I went to the interview, I was like fully ready to go in there, ask for what I wanted. And I remember they offered me like such a low salary and I, and I had such a higher one in mind. And I said, what do you need from me to, you know, exchange this much and give me this level of salary? And how can I show it to you so that you feel like this is really worth your time? And, um, this amazing woman who was my boss at the time was like, I would need you to do this, this, and this to, to have this exchange occur. And if you can show me that you can do this within one month, I'll give you that salary. So Just by asking for what I wanted, I was given the opportunity to grow and show my potential to her in that moment. And I did exactly that. So within one month, I got the salary that I wanted. And I also started at a higher rate than was offered. And I remember her even reaching out afterwards being like, no one has ever come into an interview and straight up like, you know, negotiated like that. I, and I know a lot of people do that, but I was, I was young at the time. And I think it was a little unusual for her as a new business owner to see that. So it was a reflection for both of us to be like, okay, whoa, we're growing and we're up leveling like this. And this is how an awesome team is formed. Um, but I wanted to share that example because I would never have gotten paid almost double 
if I hadn't asked for it, if I had just settled for the low bar kind of salary she was offering me, I would have just accepted that if my self-worth was that that level. But I had been building my self-worth at that time to be like, no, this is the competitive salary that I can ask for. This is what I'm worth. This is all the experience I have. This is the value I'm bringing to the table. So here's what I'm going to ask for. And I'm also willing to acknowledge where I have room to grow. So I'm going to ask her, you know, what do you need from me to reach this marker? And so that's an example of just asking for what you want, because it will often, if you, if you shoot for the moon, you know, you might not reach the moon, but you might land among the stars and you're going to, you're going to up level just by reaching the stars. So that's an example. Same thing goes with, you know, intimate partnerships and relationships. Something that I've learned just in romantic partnerships is that communication is king or communication is queen. (laughs) So speaking up for what you want, for what you need, this can go from romantic partnerships to family, to friends, asking for what you want and what you need. And it's just pinging me to talk about sexuality. You know, if you're not feeling pleasure in the bedroom, for example, but you're not speaking up on it, or you're not saying, oh my gosh, this would be so fun to try in bed, or this would be so fun to go on this date together to this awesome restaurant that I've been thinking about. If you are in a place of shame and you feel bad, bad or wrong for not speaking up around what you desire and what would bring you more pleasure, you're going to stay in that place of suffering. So it's much more worth it to ask for what you want and to speak into existence your desires because language and speaking is a spell. Speaking it, letting it go out of your mouth and asking for what you want, it gives the other person to rise, the opportunity to rise to meet you there. And it gets you into a comfort zone that is in a whole nother bubble and, and it just upgrades your life in a whole new way, which creates more magnetism, which exudes confidence in itself for asking for what you want. It's very courageous to ask for what you want. So to bring it back to just an example of being in partnership with somebody, you know, I remember dating this guy, um, and our love languages were very different. He was somebody who would, you know, give me, gifts. He would, he, you know, he'd buy me things or he'd take me out to do things or he'd hype me up with, um, positive words of affirmation. But I really needed more physical touch. Like I love to be hugged and kissed and I love for him to hold my hand and, um, just be with me in a very physical, intimate sense. And he wasn't doing that for me at the time. And, This was a relationship that uh, failed, (laughs) Um, you know, and no failure is a failure. It's a lesson, right? But as I look back on it now, I can see what the lesson was. And knowing what I know now, if I had just said to him, you know, my darling, I... I I miss our physical intimacy. I want to hug you. I want to feel you. Or if I had been, you know, just more open about saying, this is how I receive love. This is how I feel loved by you. I love it when you just hold my hand or I love it when you, you know, just look at me across the room. It makes me feel seen by you. This is how I feel appreciated by you. We might've had a whole different relationship, but instead I held on to resentment and I expected him to read my mind. Okay. I expected him to read my mind. I wanted him to be able to intuit like, oh no, she wants me to hold her hand or she wants me to do da da da. Um, And we were speaking different love languages. And for him, he really wanted me to be hyping him up with words of affirmation and he wanted quality time from me and I wanted more independence, but neither of us were speaking into what we wanted and it led to the demise of our relationship. And we both, I think, left without a sense of closure. This was a long time ago, but we left without a sense of closure because none of us ever expressed what we wanted and what we needed to feel loved. So 
asking for what we want is only going to do great things. It's only going to bring more honesty and more clarity to any given situation. And the thing is, when you ask for what you want, even if it's not met with like our desire, like, for example, if I said to this guy, I, I, I want, you know, more physical affection from you. And he'd said, no, I need to know that. We need to know that. We need to know if it's not an energetic match anymore so that we can move on to something better for us. And that is what ended up happening. It just took a longer time to get to a partner that did express in that way. Um, so it's better to ask for you what you want sooner rather than later so that you can receive it and you can re- you can learn whatever lessons you need to learn surrounding that. So I hope that makes sense. I know I'm going in a lot of different directions. Okay. Number two here is changing the way that we think about exchanges. And this kind of piggybacks off of that first point, um, you know, changing the way we think about like giving versus taking. And, you know, when we think about magnetism, let's use money as an example and providing value for somebody, um, and, and asking for an exchange and, and setting your price or your rates. For example, if you're a mentor or a coach, And not thinking about it as like, oh, I'm going to take from my client, but rather I'm creating this beautiful energetic exchange. We are exchanging money for a desired outcome, and that is so worth it. And the way I have practiced feeling better about uh, an energetic exchange with money is by hiring my own mentors and actually spending more money myself on experiences that bring me pleasure. Because when I experience the benefit of investing in myself, when I set my rates at a certain level, I don't feel any guilt or shame or like I'm taking or I'm being entitled in any way anymore because I know the value that I'm bringing because I've experimented with it so much myself that I know the value that I'm giving and I know what I expect in return from somebody that I'm investing in. Let me know if this sounds like you. You're still trying to figure out how to love yourself and enjoy solitude. Maybe you've been struggling with low self-esteem, negative self-talk. Maybe you've tried therapy and it's not been working for you and you feel anxious about posting online, sharing your life in any capacity. Maybe you're feeling lost in your spiritual and personal evolution. I have been there. I know what it feels like to throw basically everything at the wall without getting results from trying yoga, breath work, journaling, exercise, even therapy, but nothing helps. That was me in my early 20s. I did not feel confident in my own skin. I was really struggling with self-esteem and loving myself and I was at a total standstill until I invested in my own mentors and really started to lean into my authentic code and my authentic soul's blueprint to kickstart my healing journey. That's why I've created the Confidence Mentorship Series for you. It's a 16-week program one-on-one with me. And my top priority, my purpose is to create a safe and non-judgmental space for you to explore your inner world, to guide you to the depths of your being so that you may find your own unique pearls of wisdom. I'm here to hold your hand as you alchemize and transmute shadow, allow light to touch all of those darkest nooks and crannies and bring you back home to yourself. So if this feels like a soul resonance for you, just head over to the description and you can apply for the mentorship in that link. And I'm so excited to get to know you. Back to the episode. So this really comes down to knowing your worth, which is the deep underbelly of confidence. It's really knowing your worth and knowing that you are worthy of being seen, appreciated, and celebrated for who you are and all that you are. And we can get into a whole other conversation about imposter syndrome, but This is where we can really begin to actively recognize our strengths. And I think a part of recognizing our strengths is actually taking 
taking note and taking inventory of all of the things that you have done well to become the person that you are today. So just some homework for you right now, you know, if you even want to pause this and get your journal out, literally write down a list of all of your strengths, everything that you bring to the table so that you can increase your perceived value and understand your value and what you're bringing to the world on a daily basis. Because every single one of us has such a unique life path that can help someone else or to bring some, some new wonderful expansion into someone else's life into our own life. You know, this is really important to understand how far we've come in our lives and how much we've overcome and what we've learned and what we have to share with the world. But we really need to be able to see that that actually needs to be brought up to the surface with acknowledgement and with praise. And this ties into our next point about positive self-talk to be magnetic. We need to be cultivating a garden in our minds, a magnetic garden of positivity. You know, when we think about a magnet, you know, negative versus positive, we want to be attracting these really positive, juicy, wonderful experiences. And that those experiences will be mirroring the positive self-talk in our minds. And well, first of all, before we get too deep into positive self-talk, we can certainly manifest amazing lives, even if we're sad or depressed. So I don't want to get into your minds that if you are feeling anxious or sad or down in any way that your life is going to be halted or you're not going to be able to you know, achieve what you want to achieve. Not at all, but having positive self-talk is only going to help you magnetize that and to feel worthy of it when it arrives. Because what's the point of having what you desire anyways, if it's not leading toward greater happiness? So this is more about create the feeling and the result will mirror the feeling. So get into the vibration of what you want, get into the feeling of what you desire to magnetize the desire. So to break this down, if you desire, you know, this, this life of prosperity and ease and peace, get into the feeling of prosperity, ease and peace on a day-to-day basis. So for me, that looks like having more space in my mornings and my risings to relax and settle in. That looks like taking a bath in the evening. That looks like having an hour between every call in my days that I can settle in and relax. That looks like, you know, setting my rates at, at, at a place that feels abundant and prosperous. Um, and getting into that feeling, getting into that feeling so that that becomes magnetic to my desires so that everything is in this circuit of mirroring and mimicking each other feelings and experiences mimicking each other. So, coming back to our original point about positive self-talk. So just be really cognizant of how you're speaking to yourself in your mind about everything. So using money as an example, if you're going to exchange something, if you're going to buy something, instead of saying, oh, this is so expensive, or this is so pricey, or, oh my God, I can't afford that. Getting into the energy of investing, because when we invest in something, we assume that we're going to get a beautiful return on our investment. We're assuming that it's going to bring value to us on a whole other level. So money is always just like money is a spiritual journey. This is why I'm so interested in building wealth and business, business as a spiritual journey, uh, because it has so much to do with our self-worth. Everything is a reflection. So think about how you are approaching 
first of all, money, how you're energetically exchanging something. Can you shift your mind to say, yes, this feels so good for me to give my money away because it's going to come back to me. This is an ebb and a flow, an ebb and a flow. This is an investment in my happiness and everything comes back to me. One of my favorite money affirmations right now is just money comes to me easily and effortlessly. And whenever I swipe my card or tap my card, I just say, a prayer of gratitude. I say a blessing of gratitude over it. Even today, just like at Whole Foods, checking out with my food, I was just like, thank you so much for this nourishment. It is an honor and a privilege to, you know, exchange this for this nourishment. And, you know, even like shopping at Whole Foods or Erwan or wherever, like sometimes I very intentionally do that because I want to hold the frequency of abundance. Like I purposely put myself in the way of abundance and pleasure and a higher frequency. Um, you know, on purpose to feel, to feel into whatever resistance I might have around anything and to up-level that. So magnetism in the way that we talk about money, for sure. Magnetism in the way that we talk about our relationships. So, you know, when you think about relationships, if you're in a social setting, just remembering that like something that you are saying, anything that you are saying, bringing value to that conversation, that exchange, and knowing that you will bring value when you're being true to yourself, when you're being honest, when you're being kind, and when you're thinking before you speak, you really can't go wrong from that place. I know I've said this before, but just asking yourself, checking in, asking yourself, is it true? Is it kind? Is it necessary? And from that place, you're bringing immense value to your community and to the people that you're around. So giving yourself permission, not only to take up space, but knowing in your mind, just checking in with yourself and saying, I'm worthy and deserving of being here and really reflecting on your internal dialogue moment to moment and noticing those anxious thoughts if they come up, if and when, because everybody has these thoughts of self-doubt come up, but we get to zoom out and we get to start observing on a more spiritual aspect that we are the conscious observers of the thoughts. So Our thoughts are running on these loops, of course, but when you can pull out and just observe those thoughts and say, okay, so this is how I'm thinking. I'm going to bring compassion to this space. If I'm having an anxious thought, I'm going to bring love to that part of myself because every anxious thought that comes up is trying to show us something. It's trying to show us where we can lean into our healing even more. Our triggers are our teachers. So if you're having an anxious thought about, oh my God, I don't have enough, or oh my God, this person's going to judge me. What part of self is feeling wounded that needs more love? What part of you needs more love? always asking that and then really having the courage to sit with that part of self that needs more love and is asking for affection, just sitting there and saying, I love you. I see you. It's okay that you're feeling this way. It's okay. It's safe to move forward. And here's how we're going to move forward in a safe way. So just reminding me of a moment at the airport yesterday, there was this little girl, she was like three years old and she was just like screaming tantrum, crying. She was in the back of the line with me, um, getting ready to show my passport. And her parents were like a few people ahead and they had two other little boys like under the age of five. And they were clearly so overwhelmed. They were just like, Oh my God, she, she will throw her tantrum and she'll come to us when she's ready. But I looked at this little girl next to me and she was just like red in the face. And I just looked at her and said, hi, how's it going? And I gave her a little pat on her tummy. And I said, hi, how's it going? Do you want to go up? Do you want to go up with me? And she immediately stopped crying because all she needed was attention. 
All she needed was to be seen. She just needed to be seen in her pain. She just wanted to say, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I'm hungry. Whatever she needed as that little girl needed. She just needed to be seen for it. And as soon as she was seen and witnessed by somebody else, she was immediately able to calm down. And she just like brightened up right away and then ran to her dad and she got picked up by her dad. And (laughs) my sister was like, Helen, I think she's scared of you. That's why she stopped crying and she ran. And I was like, no, I know. I think I have a beautiful touch with children. I think, I think I'm just like a little angel here helping the children. Okay. Oh, I'm going to go with my version of that. (laughs) But I think this is an example that we can bring into our own inner child wounding. You know, whenever we have these internal temper tantrums, they are just asking us to sit down and be witnessed and say, Hey, what do you need? Are your basic needs being met? What are you scared of? Why are you scared? And let's bring more love and affection to that place. So that's going to create magnetism. That witnessing of yourself and that self-compassion is going to create magnetism uh, because that exudes, you know, when we think about even like you can sense it, everything is energy. When You can sense when someone walks in the room and they're feeling really downtrodden or they're anxious or they're sad. You can see it in their micro expressions and they bring in a whole other energy into their orbit and they attract very different things from someone who is in a peaceful state, who is in a happy and a joyful state. And we have the power to change that frequency. And that frequency is going to bring in different people and experiences into our bubbles. Um, Because when you think about, you know, being in a room with someone who is, for example, on another scale, like enraged or angry, you are repelled by that person. You want to run in the other direction. If you're in the room with someone who's peaceful and calm, you just really want to be in their energy. Um, so just thinking about how you can cultivate that, cultivate that garden, tend to your garden, tend to your inner garden on a daily basis, on a moment to moment basis with compassion, just saying, okay, um, how can I bring more love into this space? Because you'll recognize that that energy will come through your face. It will come through your body. It will come through the way you hold yourself and how you approach any environment. That positive self-talk is not is visible to the outside world. It really, really is. Okay. Next point is assuming that the best is unfolding for you. Just assuming that the best is unfolding, assuming that you're going to get what you want, assuming the desire, just like having that confidence and like, oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm getting what I want. (laughs) And just from that place of just knowing that everything is working out for you, everything is working out best case scenario. And this is an energy I bring to the clarity calls that I have with my clients. And I can track like the trajectory of how I've changed my energy with this over time. So for example, in the past, like six months ago, for example, I used to get on clarity calls with these wonderful women and I would be like, oh my God, I really want them to work with me. I need to make money. I want to sell. I need to get them into my container, all these things. And it was this energy of like almost desperation. Um, and now I'm at a point in my career and my business where I... I am inviting people in with a very different energy and I'm much more willing to say no to an energy that doesn't align with me. And that's why, that's why I put out application forms. Like you've got to apply to get into a container with me because I'm very particular about what energy is going to come in and what doesn't. So there's that. And then there's also, I assume that everyone that gets on a call with me wants to work with me. They really want to be with me. They wouldn't be there if they didn't. So I go in with the energy now that's like, yes, 
Of course they want to work with me. I have so much value to offer them. I'm going to change their lives. They're going to change their lives in this container with me. There's no question. And that has come through proving to myself with my clients and their experiences and getting that feedback that their lives are changing, but also just seeing like, I am fully capable of this. So action has bred confidence in my life. So taking action is a huge part of this and witnessing how you evolve with the action that you take and how it how it pays off, but also just like going in with that energy. Like everyone wants to work with me. Everyone wants to be in my energy. It sounds kind of cocky, but it's really just like a knowing. It's a deep knowing that you are worthy and deserving of being in the space with the people that you want to be in. So I never chase anymore. I never chase. I'm like, welcome. I'm so grateful and blessed that you're here to the women that are going to be joining me because I know that in my mentorship, for example, it's all about relationships. I'm going to be with these women for a long time um, and a really special time. So I want to make sure that that energy is really high vibe. And I go in just knowing that uh, if it's the right match, it will be perfect. And if it's not, that's also perfect. And they'll find the person that is perfect for them as well. So it's just assuming that everything is working out. There's that just is. And I have seen that literally change my entire life and my entire business. Okay. That leads into our next point about doing the work, doing the energetic work to create magnetism. So this is a practice. This is why diving into our toolkits, using what we have available to us to keep boosting that positive self-talk, to keep tending to our gardens is so important. This is the mind, body, and spirit work. So making sure that you're getting fresh air, making sure that you're getting out in nature, you're remembering who you are as an organic, natural, celestial being, connecting with nature, getting in sunlight. This is about, you know, drinking enough water, eating nourishing foods. This is about making sure that you're creating space in your day to meditate or sit still for 10 minutes or take a bath at the end of the day and just sink into your life and calm down the breath, slow down the breath. This is about speaking with intention and carefully bringing care to what you speak into existence, bringing care and intention to what you're posting online. Uh, This is about doing the energetic work and the energetic work is awareness. It's just awareness and practices and getting into routines that you know are going to serve you, getting into rituals that you know are going to elevate your life. And, you know, it, it really does like pay off. It really pays off. I can tell, um, you know, business is such a spiritual journey. You know, I can tell when I have a great month in business, when I've been doing more energetic work and when I've been diving into my spirituality and my faith and my confidence work, it reflects back tenfold in my business and in my relationships to family, to men, to friends, everything. It just all reflects back. And on the months that I don't do the work so much and when I kind of like, um, you know, slacking off for lack of a better term, I can see that that doesn't, you know, everything's just mirroring each other. Everything is energy. Everything is a magnet to, to what we're putting out. So if I'm putting out, you know, low self-worth, that's what I'm going to magnetize. And it's an ebb and a flow, right? There are definitely months where I have a dip and there are definitely times where I have like a, a big peak and I'm on the top of the mountain. But in those valleys, I've come to just take those as lessons and accept that and know that that's a deeply necessary part of hitting the next mountain peak. It's okay to be in those valleys as well. There's always something to learn there. And that also creates magnetism because there's a very potent lesson in there. So yeah, that's, that's coming back to doing the work, like 
really honor the tools that you know work. For me, that's EFT, emotional freedom technique. That is a 10-minute meditation. That's taking a walk outside. That's eating a nourishing meal. That is giving myself a hug. That's looking in the mirror and saying, Helen, I love you. I love you so much. That is, you know, doing my gua sha in the morning. Just like all these rituals that exude love for yourself and love for the world. That's what it's about. Okay. And then the last couple points are self-compassion, zooming out, which we already talked about, which is just getting conscious of your self-talk and having compassion for all parts of that and not being scared of the anxious thoughts or the limiting thoughts that are coming up, but just getting curious and pouring love into that space. You know, EFT tapping 101. Even though I'm feeling anxious, I still love, honor, and accept myself. Even though I'm scared of this, I still deeply and completely love, honor, and accept myself. Even though I'm uncomfortable right now, or even though I'm really scared of this, I still love and accept myself. Yeah. The last one we've touched on a little bit as well is getting in the room with the people that you find to be magnetic following people on Instagram that you admire, your expanders, hiring mentors or going to classes or getting into workshops with some of your favorite people who are living the life that you want to live. That can also look like moving to different spaces. If you want to change your location, moving to places where you feel expanded and where you're going to be asked to shine even brighter. And that's what I'm about to move into uh, in the fall. You know, I'm going to spend summer in Maine because I love summer in Maine. Oh my God, there's just nothing like it. I, I feel most expanded here with a Maine summer. Um, but then I have plans to move back to New York City in October. And I know I did a whole episode on this where we talked a lot about location and not being defined by your location. Um, and I think there's an aspect to that of... Yes, location doesn't matter, but as long as you're around the community that you want to be around, you can be anywhere, but just as long as you're around the community and you're able to expand in the way that you want to expand. So Maine for me for the last, you know, eight months has been perfect. It's been like, I've been in like the hermit archetype in many ways. I've been very close to family and family friends and feeling like deeply nourished as my Cancerian self. And I've really been in hermit mode, like building a business. Um, for a while and Maine has been perfect for that um, kind of sacred solitude here but now I'm reaching a new chapter in my life which I can feel bubbling up where I'm like I need to be around more people that are doing what I want to do not just on zoom not just online I need to be with them in person I need more excuses not even need I desire I think desire is more magnetic thinking about magnetism I desire and I wish for um, more excuses to get dressed up and go out to dinners and date fabulous people and, you know, really tap into my highest self. And I think New York is going to be what is needed for that. Um, I've been thinking a lot about where I want to go. I'm like, do I want to go to Costa Rica? Do I want to go abroad? What is the best place for me? New York, I've already lived there for eight years and I took a long while to keep traveling. And I feel like I will be going back there as a home base, just as a landing pad, my intention for New York is to use New York as a community hub and to just grow and prosper there as like a new version of myself. I'm going to be going back a completely different person and to use it as a landing pad. So snowbird basically to sunnier places and travel a lot and just use New York City as my home base. But 
I've just been craving and leaning into this this frequency of like a higher higher level of business honestly and and more people that I can really relate to that I just don't feel like are here in my immediate environment and I knew the time would come I was just like where am I gonna go where am I gonna be and I think it's gonna be back to New York so I don't feel defined by any place or city but I do know that uh, I have built some of the most amazing community there and I'm so excited to just journey back not for a while it won't be probably till October but that's kind of my trajectory and that feels most magnetic to me. So uh, I, I think my last note here is just to lean into your intuitive pings. Six months ago or four months ago, I, I did not want to go back to New York. I did not want to be anywhere else than in Portland here, um, building and being in this beautiful, solid you know, foundation of a, of a sanctuary here. And I trusted that and I went with that and I felt really good. And now I'm in a place where like, okay, I'm ready to move to a new place um, in a few months and then I'm ready to travel. I'm ready to do all these things. I'm so excited, but I definitely live by intuition for sure. So I'm just trusting that. I'm just trusting and honoring that and making sure that all of the the basic needs that I have are going to be met with a move like that. And yeah, I think just for, for springtime and summer to create magnetism, I'm just committed to being fully present in this new mentorship container with all these amazing new women that are coming in for the next 16 weeks with me. That's just kicking off, you know, <laughs> this, this next week. I'm so excited. So my intention for the spring and the summer is to slow down. Um, and release the build, build, build like squirrel mode <laughs> and lean into the, the deliciousness of what I have built and enjoy the fruits of my labor in so many ways, which looks like the most beautiful relationships budding and growing and the privilege of seeing women evolve and become their most confident selves. So my plan is to just enjoy my friggin' life for the next four months for always, for always. But I'm not so much in this zone of like big bursts right now and like major upswings, more leaning in, enjoying what I have built. And then we'll go on to the next. Yeah. All right, my friends. Okay, my darlings, I hope this was of service to you. If you feel like a friend might benefit from what you heard today, please do share it to your stories, tag me, let me know what your biggest takeaways are. I love to hear from you. I'm so grateful for you. I'm sending you a big hug and I will talk to you on the next one. Bye for now.